I thought that if I didn't, you know, invest into the opportunity at the time, that I wouldn't have it again in the future. Right. And that was that was another learning opportunity for me because that's not real. I've learned since then that opportunity presents itself as an outcome of the actions and the activities that you do. So you don't have to worry about missing an opportunity is what I learned from that. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real Estate Rundown. Today I've got the special privilege of interviewing Dan Roshan. Dan is with us from Virginia. Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself and welcome to the show. Thank you, Shan. I appreciate it. I am Dan Roshan and I've been in real estate sales since 2007. I've been investing in real estate since the early 2000s and have um, really done a lot of investing in businesses as well as real estate. So um, my intention is in the future is to get into the money loaning. And that's good. That's like the third phase of my of my business development. I'm not there yet. Uh, I started in real estate investing, moved down into uh, real estate, uh, into business ownership. And that's where I am today. You know, Dan, it's funny you say that. I know a lot of people that they get involved in one aspect of uh, real estate. And the next thing they know, they're more than just involved in real estate. They're they're running businesses. They they're doing things on the entrepreneurial side that they've never done, and uh, seems like yours is, uh, you know, your your story is kind of the same. There, what took you from that transition from real estate to uh, to business ownership? So when I was so I got in real estate investing. I was working in a, in restaurants at the time, and so you know I was a waiter. I worked yeah. at the the one of the top restaurants in the world in, in Washington, D.C. is top steakhouses. And this is where all the senators and the lobbyists would go. And, you know, you, you'd watch CNN the next day and the guys that were that you were waiting on the night before that were almost hugging each other or spitting insults at each other the next day. It was, <laughs> it was really sort of funny. But uh, so as a waiter, I, I started investing in, in, in real estate, single family homes, uh, townhomes, that type of thing. Uh, and, you know, I made a lot of money as a waiter, but I, I, I hated my job. You know, that was the reality of it. And so started taking a look, say, okay, what can I do instead? And eventually got into real estate sales as my yep. first uh, business opportunity as a sales agent. And for six months of my career, I didn't sell anything. I, I, you know, I was getting ready to start having to pay my own personal mortgage on my credit card, hoping I didn't have any vacancies for sure. And I went, met with my broker and I, I said to her, I said, Karen, I said, you know, this is, this, this, this sucks. And she's like, well, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to be broke. Uh, but anyway, she, she convinced me to follow systems. She convinced me to, uh, to simplify things, really. And then uh, a, month, a, a year after that conversation, so at this point, I was licensed as an agent for 18 months. I bought the brokers that I worked for. And that was really the first substantial business that I had uh, invested into. And, you know, made tons of mistakes along the journey. I was just listening to one of your other shows and I was interested because it's, I don't know how many successful, honest entrepreneurs get up there and say, hey, I've nailed it. I've never made a mistake. Uh, it seems like a commonality. And I've certainly made a few in, in my business journey, but I'm grateful to learn from each of them. Well, you know, that's kind of where I stopped the recording and, and thank him for being on the show. But, uh, you know. <laughs> They, they would have a, a better career in politics than uh, than in 
in honest real estate, because as you know, man, there's, there's tons of mistakes to make. And, and, uh, but I think you skipped a little bit there. You said you went from put, paying your mortgage on your credit card to buying your brokerage. I mean, that yeah. doesn't happen overnight. Uh, fill in a few blanks here, Dan, you're leaving us in the dark. Well, it was, it was 12 months, you know, it was 12 months of, you know, in, in real estate sales, the real estate sales business is one that is a lagging business. So the yep. biggest challenge that people have getting in real estate sales is the fact that they underestimate the time that at best case scenario, unless if you join an already existing team, someone that's going to, that's already going a million miles an hour, if you're starting from zero, best case scenario is you're going to find your first client around three months in. And then, and then you got to, you know, you got to figure out what to do, how to do it and, and, you know, get them to closing. And so it took me about six months for me to sort of get my feet underneath myself and that was the six months where I had no income. Right. Now, the other side of that was, was during that six months, I was, you know, I was waking up every morning and I was looking for, for opportunity. I was looking for business. So there was a compounding effect that from month six to 18 started to build upon itself so that I, I remember the first, so 18 months into it. So yeah, I went from almost broke to my first investment into the brokerage uh, that, I, that I bought was $100,000. And yeah. I remember sitting there, you know, like I was scared, right? Like, I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready to stroke this check, which was an enormous check then and now, right? And uh, yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm about to stroke this check and I'm going to invest into this business that at the time, I think I was like a 20% owner or something like that. Um, and it was my first big investment, but it was really just, I candidly, I think I was coming from a place of fear because I was coming yeah. from a place of, I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to pay my mortgage. So I saved every single penny that I made for the next year. Then an opportunity presented itself. It was really, uh, now that I look back on it. So it was like fear that, that allowed for me to save the money. And then it was greed that made me, that, that caused <laughs> me to actually take the action because I, I, I didn't want to, uh, you know, I thought it was the only, I thought that if I didn't, you know, invest into the opportunity at the time that I wouldn't have it again in the future. Right. And that was that was another learning opportunity for me because that's not real. Uh, right. I, I've learned since then that opportunity presents itself as an outcome of the actions and the activities that you do. So, so true. That's yeah. so true. I mean, you don't have to worry about missing an opportunity is what I learned from that. Well, and, you know, Dan, you could probably uh, really draw a straight line between where you were at as the waiter to where you were at as a realtor, to where you were at when you finally realized what the opportunities looked like that took you where you wanted to go and and saw that, you know, it, it was that same consistent action. And then all of a sudden you started to see opportunities all around because you had moved into a place where you hung out where opportunities happened, you know? Yeah, I hung out where opportunities happened and I also... I think that you, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head there is, is I, I, I put the time in, in into the activity. Yeah. You know, for, for me, it's, it's every single day I, I wake up and my job description is for two to three hours a day, every single day, I look for opportunity. And I do that without fail. I mean, unless if I'm on vacation or I'm in an education event or I'm teaching or something like that, absent that, my job description is to look for opportunity. Then when you find the opportunity, you know, because that's where people get all jammed up into actually like having to do the business, having to, you know, to, to take the time to, you know, put out fires and that type of stuff. I do that second. Right. And I find that because 
because I've spent the time on tasks to find the opportunity that today I'm able to leverage to great people and great systems so that the fires, they don't even, you know, end up in my lap anyways at this point. Yeah. You know, and isn't it funny, Dan, how when you start looking for opportunities, it becomes easier to spot opportunities and you seem to see more and more around you? It's what you focus on expands. You know what? I guess, that's, yeah. I guess that's one way to put it. That's a great way to put it, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's the reticular activating system. It's like the pregnant lady, or you know, if you have a wife and, you, and she gets pregnant, uh, you, you, all of a sudden everyone in the world's pregnant, right? Or you buy a new car, you just got a, a, a you know, I don't know, a Hyundai or whatever you're gonna get a yeah. Lexus, right? Now everyone's got that white Lexus, and that's all that you see, right? So yeah. it's it's truly what you focus on expands. No, that's that's so true. So Dan. <clears throat> How did you get past, I mean, you know, we're talking about greatness here. How did you get past that spot where you were paying your mortgage? I mean, it's all well and good. You're looking at it from the past now and you're saying, hey, I was paying my mortgage on my credit card. I hadn't done a deal in six months. My broker said, just keep doing it. You bought that hook, hook, line and sinker. But what was going on inside your head? I mean, how do you, how did you keep yourself in the place that actually still got up in the morning and did it again. I have a better rationale, but you know, today I've got a better relationship with the answer to that question than I did at the time. At the time, I felt as though if it was just playing the game, you know, and I still, I still have a bit of that in my, in my DNA today where I look at it like, you know, I may have evolved around my thoughts around this, right? It, but, but it's, it's like, I'm a spiritual being in a human manifestation. We all are. Okay. And so we wake up every single day and we get to choose how we spend our lives uh, for the most part. Right. Now there's circumstance, there's things that happen to people. Right. So absent that, you know, and even in circumstances like, okay, well, here's what you, it's raining outside. What are you going to do? Are you going to bring an umbrella or are you going to bitch about the fact that you're going to go and get rained on? Right. And so from day one, I always just treated it like a game and I didn't really, get too tied up into the emotions of what happens if I don't succeed. I mentioned to you that I was able to have today a better relationship with that. And today I really focus on instead of just playing the game, which I still do, I focus on why am I playing the game? And right. for, for years it was to build my mom a house. She's, she's in her mid seventies now. And I was like, you know what? She took care of me for, you know, took care of me for my first 20 years or so. And now I want to get back to her. And so for about maybe three, four or five years, I focus on the business to say, I'm going to earn enough money that I can build her a house, pay cash for it and not have to worry about, you know, paying another mortgage and not have my mom have to worry about, you know, she's, she's good to go. Right. And today it's about building my daughter a pool. My daughter's just turned 10 years old and, and man, I want to get that pool built in the next year because I only got enough, about another eight or 10 years with her before yeah. uh, before our world's changed. And I want to be able to enjoy that time with her. Yeah. You know, and and that's so true. And, and it's, it's, it's so funny. It, it has a lot to do with understanding what you're trying to accomplish. And a lot of times when you're trying to accomplish, you don't quite understand what you're trying to accomplish. You know, it, it, the, the clarity comes through the practice. And I've often found in my life that the more I focus on just repeating the action, sometimes it's sometimes it's it's been grueling in my life where I'm just literally walking through what's got to happen today in my head 
to get myself out of bed, to go put the action in, to get today done, knowing that if I keep doing the actions, I know these actions bring results. I know that I'm in a dry spell right now. I know that things aren't clicking right now. But if I keep doing these same actions, I will get results. And I know that in my head, but nothing around me is telling me that. And it's in those times of perseverance that I have grown the most personally and has helped me to understand and identify looking back where I just had to grunt it out and, and grind it out and get that done. But the person that came out the backside, the person of understanding that came out the backside is like you talk about. I have a much better appreciation and understanding of what I was going through because half the time you're going through that stuff, you're, you don't quite understand it. That's definitely for sure. For sure. I would describe it at the time early on. You know, this is just early on as sort of like just diving off the high dive and make and just just hoping that there's water down down below you. I mean, it just <laughs> it was a yeah. lot like that at the beginning. Yeah. And you know, you're trusting because the people that are telling you this, they're successful. You know, everybody tells you follow successful people, do what successful people do. And you're in there, you're repeating the process that they're doing. And they make it look so easy and they come in with another listing and they come in with another showing and they come in with another offer. And you're sitting here going, I just want one. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. I mean, you just did three in one week. You just did three in one day. I just want one in three months. You know, yeah. that's the way it was at the beginning. I wrote uh, in my book, Real Estate Evolution, I w- wrote the difference between blind faith and absolute faith. At the beginning, it was blind faith, which I describe as taking a look at successful clues in front of you at successful people in front of you right. and, and feeling as though if, 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 if I do what they did, I do what they're doing. I'm going to have the same results that they have and that they've already created. Yeah. That's the blind faith. Now, yeah. as you develop, that turns into absolute faith. Okay. Where absolute faith is not only do I have evidence of somebody else doing it, I also have evidence that I've done it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's a lot more comfortable having absolute faith than blind faith. Right. Particularly the first time that you go through it. Now, as yeah. you evolve in business and in investing and everything else, there's times that you're going to do something new and something different. I'm in one of those stages. So. Yeah. I'm in one of those stages in my business right now where I'm doing a new stage of my business, which I'm doing it based off of blind faith, but I have absolute faith because I've done this before and I have the, the experience before of developing business successfully that I could do it again in a new, in a new, uh, in a new venture. Right. Even though I've got blind faith in the fact that I've not done this before, but I can study successful clues. That's for yeah. anything. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I've built, uh, I think I've built about a, uh, 11 businesses in my career and they've been in different areas, you know, and they've been for different reasons and they've been at different times. And the principles of business are the same. They are. And, and it would be funny, Dan, it would be really funny because we've all seen those people that come and go in business that if you could really look at it from 30,000 feet and see what the future would hold for them, a lot of them were just days away from getting the payoff. Yeah. A lot of them were just days away from getting the breakthrough that was going to make their business successful or was going to get them that first deal that was going to feed them to get the second deal, the third, the fourth, the fifth, you know, and, and so often we see that, but 
you know, keeping your mindset correct so you're staying successful is so key in all of this. When you look at if if you tie it into like lead generation, for example. So like lead generation, when people ask me, like, how do you find business? Again, this could be like lead generating for uh, for any business, for investing, for any business at all. What lead generation strategy works? My answer to you is yes. That's correct. They all work as long as you continue to do them. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You you want to quit. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to have a great conversation, get get five realtors in the room with different lead generation strategies and have them argue to the death about who's is working the most, right? You've got the yeah. you've got the Fosbo follow-up, you've got the uh, you know, the ones that are chasing uh, divorce filings, you got the ones that are, you know, uh, door knocking. I mean, you've got all the different kinds, and you're so correct that anything will work if the proper uh, application of time and effort are are vigorously applied to it and is that it's that time and effort is is you just nailed it right there it's a time and effort you got to continue it's only when you quit is when you it's just like any investment you buy a property right and the market tanks yep well guess what as long as you don't sell it you haven't really lost anything right i mean that's not a great place to be yet 10 years from now, five years from now, four years from now, whatever it will be, the, the market's going to rebound. And at some point it's going to be worth, you know, in 2009, when the market was at zero compared to 2013, right. compared to 2006, you weren't feeling that great if you bought a property in 2006. Yeah. But you know, today I, it's, it's rebounded. Yeah. I often tell the story of, of uh, my best friend and my parents, you know, my best friend, uh, bought a nice house in a really nice neighborhood. You know, business was doing great in 07 and he and the wife decided to splurge a little bit. Very contrary to my friend's uh, normal life. He's, he's pretty frugal. They bought this really nice house. I think it was about $750,000. It was a lot of house. It was beautiful. It was a great neighborhood. And we all know what happened at eight, nine and 10. And he kept paying on that thing and he kept paying on that thing. And the neighbors gave theirs up and the people around him gave theirs up. About 2012, my parents uh, bought a house in the same neighborhood, about the same size, just down the street, uh, and they paid half of what my friend paid for his house. Wow. And and yet here we are now in 2020, and both parties have got a million-dollar home, and one just did the simple thing of continued to make his agreement with the people he made the agreement with. And the other party got hella lucky because they picked it up absolutely at the bottom and it couldn't have got any worse. And it couldn't, I mean, it's, it's done. I mean, it's like they, they, they hit the bottom of the market and I always tell people, which would you rather be lucky or consistent? Because, because my friend is still sitting there with equity that he created, he's sure. he's almost paid off, right? I mean, he, he got the, the mortgage in 07. It's now 21. He hasn't refinanced it. He's just about paid off. He and my parents probably owe the same amount on their mortgage. Uh, well, my parents don't have a mortgage, but, it, you know, they probably are about the same distance from being completely paid off. And yet one was just consistent and the other one had to have absolute perfect timing in order to do it. Well, if you give me a choice between the two, I'll take both. But you know, I, 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 consistency is the only one that you can actually have any any uh, influence control. over. Yeah, yeah, any control and, over. And, you know, Chet, 
I, I see this all the time where people go, you know, is real estate right now? Is, is this the right time? And you know what? Real estate's always right. If your fundamentals are right, if your if your application of of uh, consistent behavior is right, you will always win with real estate. As with most businesses, as long as you keep applying the principles and keep moving forward and keep doing the blind faith thing until you have the absolute faith. Yeah. And then define, define your metrics, define what the rules of the game are for how you're going to approach business. Now, yeah, right. you should be flexible in that, right? Because, you know, markets shift and opportunities shift. Yet if you have a basic parameter of here's the rules of the game of here's the type of property I'm going to invest into. Here's right. the, the conditions, the terms and the price that I'm going to uh, that I'm going to invest into. Here's the people that I'm going to be in relationship with. Right. And when you understand that and you have those parameters and then you have discipline based off those parameters, you can develop those parameters again based off of models of right. success in front of you. It's it's you know, and that's how you create wealth and how you create cash flow. You know, and that's so true because I've noticed the times in my life when when I got myself in a little trouble is always that time that I'm outside my model. I'm going to yeah. try something new, <laughs> you know, and, and it's not that I'm trying something new is in, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go from uh, this business type to that business type. It's more when I go from uh, this is tried and true business and Shannon's going to get a little creative. That's usually when I find myself, rowing upstream and going, holy smokes, this is why nobody does it this way, because it doesn't fundamentally make sense. And, you know, you're so right that if you're just staying with the tried and true method and you're, you're looking at somebody else's model and you're applying the same pressure and you're consistent with that, you're going to see those results. So Good time you will. Absolutely. So Dan, what is it that if you had, if you had uh, the self that is here today and you had that, that realtor, uh, self at day one and you go, dude, this is the one thing that you need to do more of. And this is the one thing that you're doing that you're killing yourself. What would those two things be? Do more of would be focusing more on relationships in business than finding business. Okay. One thing that I did really well that I did a, phen a phenomenal job of ever since day one was finding business. Now, if you can't do that in business, that's where you need to start. Right. However, if I was to look back and, and, and say, let me revise this, I would have started on day one, splitting my time 50-50, a 50% looking for business and 50% looking for relationships. Right. And that's the piece there that it took me a long time to learn that. Well, and, and a lot of that, Dan, you know, we, we look at real estate as being transactional, but you know, if you guys know my story, you know, my mom's been in real estate since 1980 and she's got grandkids that she sold all the way through the family. She sold to the grandparents. She sold to the parents. She sold to the grandkids, you know, because she developed that relational business around a transactional business. And you're right. If you got to go dig up a new contact, every single deal, you're going to be really busy. But if you can create that relationship of referrals and that relationship of, of people that you, that you know, that work with you, that you work with them, 
you know, you're going to be getting, you're going to be getting more business out of the same amount of effort. And it's going to be the business that's going to continue to bring you business instead of having to go redevelop a new contact every single time. That's really, really important. That's great stuff right there. So Dan, if we look at uh, wrapping this episode up, uh, what is some advice you would give my listeners looking back on your career, your launch into your third business foray? What would you give some advice to my listeners if they're looking to start a business? It starts with believing in yourself. It's, it, it, it's, it, it's a foundation of who, you, who are you going to choose to be is the first step of creating greatness in business and greatness in life. Once you can determine that you're going to choose to be the very best version of yourself possible, then the actions will naturally just take place. So when you choose to be the best version of yourself, then you're going to take the best actions, which are going to create the best results. And along the way, you're going to screw things up. And when (laughs) you screw things up, learn from it. Because truly, there's only one mistake, which is not learning from your growing opportunities. That's the only mistake that I believe you can make. Everything else... I mean, I, I remember times in my in my business where my head was being dragged through the gravel and I would look up, take a breath of air and say, you know what? I don't want to be here right now, but I'm really grateful I'm here because that means I'm going to choose to never be here ever again in my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and Dan, so when you're looking at when you're looking at what's going on around you and you're looking at growing and you're looking at being the best version of yourself. How is it that you stay centered in those moments? I, it, humble confidence. Okay. Good yeah. combination. Yeah. It's a humble confidence because you, you have to have humility simultaneous to ultra confidence as well. And right. those two behaviors sort of contradict each other. When you can balance the two together, you're going to be able to to, to have ultra confidence that you can achieve yet at the same time, be grounded enough to know that you're no different than anybody else and that we can all achieve. You know, that's fantastic advice. And it's so, it's so easy to see the opposite of that displayed where there's uh, you know, there's arrogance um, where there's the lack of humility. You know, we all see that out there in business and, and that, that doesn't sit well with all of us, but we've also been, I've, I've had the opportunity to work with some of the most humble people in the world that are, you know, they're sitting on the cusp of billionaire uh, and the humility that comes out of them is mind boggling. Uh, but it's so refreshing, you know, yeah. it's such a beautiful thing to, to witness and to, and to work with because you walk out of there empowered yourself. You just being around them, uh, makes you feel so much better. And, and to be able to be that person yourself, you're going to definitely naturally attract people that want to be around people like that, that, that want what you've got. So Dan, I thank you for stopping by the real estate rundown and, and sharing your knowledge with us. I really appreciate uh, the insight that you've given my listeners. Where can we find you? Where, where's, where's your, where's your corner of the web? Best fa- uh, the best place. There's two places. So if you're on Facebook, Visit the Consistent Predictable Income Community. 
which is a Facebook group, a couple thousand business owners that participate in that. Consistent, predictable income. I don't think I need to ask what it's about. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and online, uh, www.danroshan.com. And then where's your podcast at? You've got one yourself, right? I do. Uh, it's the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. And oh, there so, you go. Yeah. And, at uh, least you're consistent and predictable <laughs> in the outcome of your naming. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? Two kids, one's consistent and one's predictable? <laughs> <laughs> no, just one. She's consistent and predictable. Excellent. The apple does not fall far from the tree. Well, Dan, thanks for stopping by the Real Estate Rundown. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we look forward to hearing back from you guys on on what you've been able to do to apply what Dan's talking about, the simple principles that make radical differences that lead you to great places in your life. Guys, have a great one. Dan, thanks again for stopping by. My pleasure.